Hey friends, it's Mark James, and you join me at 11.35pm, <clears throat> curled up, not quite curled, but curlish, in a ball, on the bed, but in my clothes, and the bedding is still uh, dressed, how do you describe it, made, the bed is made, and I'm not inside it, and Sarah's not inside it, although she is in this room, Sarah's sitting with her back to me, in, well, she's sitting with her back and front of me because she's facing a mirror, so I can see her face on her back. And um, she's taking her makeup off and just, you know, rubbing face cream on and stuff like that. It's funny, isn't it? You know, not wearing makeup is must be great for your skin because women are always moaning about their skin. But then they use the most expensive and extravagant set of face creams every night and still moan about their skin. And yet I wash my face with the shampoo that I've just used on my head. And then I wipe my face dry with the same towel as I've just dried my balls with. <laughs> and my skin, touch wood, is perfect. I very rarely get spots. It never looks like shiny and weird. I just have normal skin. Just good old normal skin. So it just goes to show that wearing makeup sort of fucks up your face a bit. It's a strange one, isn't it? But there you go. What are your thoughts on that, babe? She, none. She has no thoughts on it. I've just got back from a gig. As you can hear, my voice is clearly much stronger than it has been, and I've barely coughed at all tonight. I don't think I've really coughed. Uh, maybe two or three times since this afternoon, but not not much. I'm still a bit bunged. I'm a bit nasally. I rang my friend Darren Robinson earlier because I'm doing a magic lecture tomorrow. I'm lecturing at a magic club, the Bradford Magic Society, and then I'm hosting their magic show the night after and my friend Darren uh, owns a magic shop online and he always comes to lectures with me so I realized that tomorrow I was going to go to a lecture by myself which is quite unusual actually so I called him tonight to say do you want to come but he's already got a gig but anyway two minutes into the conversation he said to me you sound like you've got a cold and I thought oh I didn't realize it was that obvious but I suppose my voice is different um, so I'm still quite nasal still a bit bunged which is uh I'm going to cough now because I've been talking and this room is clearly very dry, I think. <coughs> and um, But I generally, I feel a lot better. So I think tomorrow I'm going to be better, which is just as well because I've got to do two hours of talking at a lecture tomorrow. So I have to make sure that I've got water and drinks and stuff on hand so that I can drink throughout the proceedings because usually I don't think about that. I can perform for hours without a drink, but tomorrow that will not be the case. And then Saturday I'm hosting a show now, I do love that. Hosting a show is one of my favourite jobs. The thing that's a ball ache for me is that I end up having to take so much stuff because I'll have all my normal show stuff, but then I'll also have, um, like, microphone and mic receiver and just loads of little extra bits just in case and I don't know what the other acts are doing so I need to choose my material sort of on the day once I've seen the sound checks and make sure I don't clash with anyone and I suppose that's why I get asked to host because I'm pretty pliable I can always change my material on the day based on other acts whims and I don't feel like I have some acts get really wedded to stuff and they feel like they've got like a couple of things that they absolutely have to do and if they don't get to do them the audience won't like them and they're you know Generally, most of my current material, I've been working quite a bit, so I don't feel like anything is weak or anything's stronger than anything else. I just feel it's all... I'm pretty much happy to pick anything out of my show and be judged on that and 
feel like it'll generally be okay. Ideally, I want to start with fire eating because I know that's a good way to get a show going. I like doing the cup and ball trick. The uh, you know, but outside of that, I'd pick anything and be pretty happy. So that's that. But tomorrow I'm lecturing first, and that's a long old gig. It'll be the first lecture I've done in real life for quite some time because of course there's the pandemic and stuff so that's like 18 months when things have been unusual but prior to that I probably didn't do a lecture for maybe a year before that because I kind of stopped lecturing for magic clubs uh, because I didn't enjoy it as much and you know other work was taken off so much so it'll probably be the first in-person lecture I'll have done in two and a half years but I've done loads online since the pandemic. I did loads of virtual lectures and that was really fun. But one of the things about virtual lecturing is that you don't have to perform a lot of the material live. I would play videos in of doing it at the Chicago Magic Lounge or the Magic Castle or somewhere like that. And then I would explain it. And I love that because there's a lot of breaks and it's quite casual and, you know, it's all good. Whereas tomorrow I'm going to be in the room with them. So... That'll be strange being in a magic club. I don't know how many people are going to turn up or turn out. It might be busy. It might be dead. It might be absolutely balls. It might be brilliant. Just no way to know. One thing about magic is it does tend, in my experience, to attract a lot more men than it does women. And it does tend to attract a certain type of person who is can be extravagant and perform, but also doesn't necessarily flourish socially and isn't necessarily confident conversationally outside of performing so what that means is you've got a room of extroverted people who socially are introverted and they don't make for a great audience <laughs> so one of the reasons that i like doing virtual lectures is that when you watch me perform the trick that i'm about to explain to you you've just seen it at the Chicago Magic Lounge, where the audience loved it, and clearly it's a good piece of material because the audience are eating out of the palm of your hand while they watch it. Whereas when you explain a trick at a magic lecture live, you're explaining a trick that they've just seen go averagely well in front of 12 bored men. <laughs> and, you know, you don't have the same enthusiasm for telling them how brilliant you are when evidently you're not that brilliant. So it's a strange dichotomy of um, emotion and sort of ad adoration at a magic lecture which is not the same as at a normal show so anyway it's going to be fun i think my my vibe tomorrow is i'm just going to be very casual i've started treating things a lot more casually and i'm enjoying them a lot more because of it and trying not to get hit up and stressed and yesterday i think i mentioned to you that i just booked a boatload more gigs which is great so my diary is jam-packed it's insane so I'm going to have to start taking things a lot more casually because the stress will kill you eventually. I think what I've decided tonight, I talked to Sarah about it a little bit, is that now that financially, because of these extra gigs, we're going to be stable in a way that doesn't worry me. If I, I've opened a new bank account to put money in to get us, you know, so I don't spend it like a dick on stuff because you know what I'm like. I just waste money all the time. And now that I know we'll definitely make it 
to Christmas and beyond on the money that I'm going to make in this period of time and Sarah's wages and stuff like that, I'm going to start looking for some gig opportunities through Christmas that could be brilliant, but also don't matter if they don't make any money. So I'm going to find some venues myself and I'm going to put shows in them and try and get some resident places that do that. And I'll do some on tickets where I split with a venue and I'll try and find some where the venue take a chance and they pay for it and they potentially make more money out of it. And uh, we'll see. But I think that could be a good thing going forward. I think if I can hatch that kind of thing now at a time when it doesn't matter, then you'll know whether or not you can bring it back in the future at a time when you need it to matter. So, you know, if I do do a ticketed show and they end up making, you know, good money, then at a time when I don't need that to happen then it's a great way to test the water. And then at a time in future when I do need that to happen, if I do need the money, I can say, oh, I'll put one of them shows on again. It sold out last time. So there's no reason to believe it won't sell out this time. And, you know, you already understand what you need to do. So that's going to be the plan there, I think, this Christmas to put on some stuff that I'll enjoy, that's creatively ambitious, that aims to connect with a different type of audience, different demographic than I might normally be in front of, and in some new venues that I might not ordinarily perform in, and that can be that I can be over the top of everything, you know, challenge-wise and writing-wise and creative-wise and just make something good. I really want to do a parlor-style show. I love when I read about Steve Cohen's show at uh, in New York and things like that, and so I'd love to do a show that... At the moment, my show is like parlor to stage magic. I'd love to do a show that's close-up to parlor-size magic and fill that different sort of gap, because I do love the technicality and performance of Closer Magic. I just don't enjoy the type of gig that you usually need to be at in order to do it. I don't like walking around and interrupting groups of people and saying, oh, hiya, um, the people who booked this event didn't trust you to have a good time, so here I am to annoy you until you like me. <laughs> when Jester listens to this, he's going to be pissed off. I've got a friend who's called Jester... He's already thrilled. I've called him a friend there. Um, and he's a brilliant close-up magician. Now he's absolutely on fire with positive emotions. And he does loads of weddings and close-up jobs and does really well out of them and does really well at them. I can tell from his whole, you know, he's obviously brilliant at it. But... Um, I slag it off all the time and say the close-up gigs are pointless and a load of shit. So what I'm saying is, if you're the sort of person who's got the wherewithal to walk around for two hours and go up to people and entertain them and enjoys that, I can see why that would be a brilliant gig. And I know that people do enjoy it. It's just not for me. I can't be bothered with it at all. However, I do really enjoy close-up magic itself. And so if you can present that to a small formal audience in a more stand-up-y type environment, then I'm all for that and I love it. And I want to do that. So I'm going to see this Christmas if that's what I can make work. A little formal close-up e-parlor show. And uh, we'll see if we can get it off the ground. Anyway, that's today's podcast. It's uh, quarter to 12 now, so I better get it up, the podcast, so to speak. And uh, tomorrow, feeling a bit self-conscious. I just haven't put the effort into losing weight at all. And now I've got to perform for magicians, and they're very judgmental. So I think what I might do is go and have a little cheeky look and see if there's a suit that I like that just bridges the gap between now and being back at my best. We'll see. Sarah just had a wee. 
her to flush the toilet. She's just washed her hands. Now the door's open. I can hear feet in the corridor. I've finished the podcast. I'm still recording. She said, good for me. Would you like to say bye to the friends? Bye, the friends. You have to say it louder than that. You're putting a pillowcase on. She's putting a pillowcase on. Why does one pillow not have a pillowcase on? Ah, it was in a different wash. Between me and you, friends, that doesn't explain the situation to me at all anymore. You didn't have a spare pillowcase. So that pillowcase had that pillows had no pillowcase on it. Yeah, but you never, I never use it, do I? But that's the one that doesn't touch your face. Mm-hmm. I understand. Right, come on, I'm in bed. What's the problem? You're on the bed. Am I in the way? Yes, always. Am I always in the way? Yes. Do you still love me though? Yes. <laughs> Hesitation. Say bye to the friends. Yes, bye the friends. Okay, bye the friends. Bye friends.